Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Esther 6. It's going to be an amazing plot twist in this unfolding story. What we know so far is Haman, who works for King Ahasuerus, the king of the Persian Empire, hates Mordecai, a man of God who is a Jewish man, and he also hates the Jewish people. He's convinced Ahasuerus to sign an edict and send it around the kingdom that all Jews are going to be killed, exterminated. It's like genocidal mania, and he is advancing this plan, but God has also raised up a woman, a Jewish woman, Esther, to be King Ahasuerus' queen, and he's going to use Queen Esther to thwart this plot by Haman. But it's not looking good as of chapter 5, because Haman has built a gallows to hang Mordecai on, and when Mordecai is gone, then uh, the, the edict will go forward and the Jews will be killed, and nothing less than God's redemptive plan is at stake, because if that happens, Jesus Christ, as we know from history, doesn't make it to earth. So God is going to preserve his people, he's going to preserve his plan in a miraculous way, and it's going to be amazing. We're going to talk about how God's control over every Every detail of our lives is a very, very good thing. We're in chapter 6, verse 1. On that night, the king couldn't sleep, and he gave orders to bring the book of memorable deeds, the Chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written how Mordecai had told about Bigthana and Teresh, the two king's eunuchs who guarded the threshold and who had sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. Now, time out here. That's chapter 2, the end of chapter 2. You remember that Mordecai was in the right place at the exact right time. He overheard a conversation between two of the king's eunuchs who were plotting to assassinate him. He reported that to the powers that be, and the plot was thwarted, and Mordecai's name was listed in this book of memorable deeds in the Chronicles, which is being read to the king while he can't sleep the night before Mordecai is supposed to be hung on the gallows. Verse 3, the king said, what honor or distinction has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? And the king's young men who attended him said, nothing's been done for him. And the king said, well, who's in the court? Now Haman had just entered the outer court of the king's palace to speak to the king about having Mordecai hanged on the gallows that he had prepared for him. And the king's young men told him, Haman is there standing in the court. And the king said to him, let him come in. So Haman came in and the king said to him, what should be done for the man whom the king delights to honor? And Haman said to himself, whom would the king delight to honor more than me? So actually the king is talking about Mordecai, but Haman thinks he's talking about him. So Haman's going to answer this question in a way that he thinks is going to benefit himself greatly, but he's actually going to benefit Mordecai because he doesn't realize that the king's talking about Mordecai and not Haman. So verse seven, Haman said to the king, for the man whom the king delights to honor, let royal robes be brought, which the king has worn, and, and the horse that the king has ridden, and on whose head a royal crown is set. And let the robes and the horse be handed over to one of the king's most noble officials. Let them dress the man whom the king delights to honor, and let them lead him on the horse through the city square, proclaiming before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. And the king said to Haman, Hurry. Take the robes and the horse, just as you have said, and do so to Mordecai the Jew, who is at the king's gate. Massive aha moment for Haman. Not good. Leave out nothing that you have mentioned. So Haman took the robes and the horse, and he dressed Mordecai and led him through the square of the city, proclaiming before him, thus shall be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. That must have been a terrible walk for Haman. 
Then Mordecai returned to the king's gate, but Haman hurried to his house mourning and with his head covered. And Haman told his wife Zeresh and all his friends everything that had happened to him. Then his wise men and his wife Zeresh said to him, If Mordecai, before whom you have begun to fall, is of the Jewish people, you will not overcome him, but will surely fall before him. And this is our first clue that God is going to spare the Jewish people. And Mordecai is spared and Haman is toast. So the first really quick thing, if you go back to chapter two, where that is verses 19 through 23, and that's where Mordecai discovers this plot to take the king's life. At the very end of that text, it says, and it was recorded when the affair was investigated and found to be so, the men were both hanged on the gallows and it was recorded in the book of the Chronicles in the presence of the king. So anytime you're reading through narrative in scripture and there's this kind of detail, it, it should stand out. You remember the Bible is the cliff notes of God's redemptive plan. And so every word is in the Bible, even the stuff that we don't totally understand, even the stuff that might seem boring lineages or laws or details about the tabernacle, and especially these kind of details in narrative. And it was recorded in the book of the Chronicles in the presence of the king. When there's that level of detail, the reader, the interpreter, we ought to our, our ears ought to perk up and we go, huh, I wonder why that's in there. That must be significant. Otherwise, it would not have been included. I wonder what the significance of that is. Well, sometimes we get to see very clearly what the significance of that is. And that's exactly what this text in chapter six displays. It comes back to the book of memorable deeds in the Chronicles. It's a key part of this story because if Mordecai's name isn't in there, then King Ahasuerus is not reminded of Mordecai in this episode when he can't sleep and he's having the book read to him, which triggers all these things which lead to Mordecai being raised up and Haman being defeated, the Jews being spared. That's the first kind of interpretive Bible reading clue or hint or help that we get through this text. The second point that I want to drive home is something we've said over and over, and that is that God is intimately involved in every detail of our lives. Some people don't believe that. It's actually up for debate among people who call themselves Christians. Some would be actually theists rather than Christians. And a theist is somebody who believes that, yes, there's a God, and he started everything however he started it, whether it was through creation, as the Bible teaches or not. But he spun this whole thing up, the world and creation, but now he's taking a hands-off approach. He's just letting it kind of go. And the Bible teaches something completely different than that. The Bible teaches that God is intimately involved in every detail. Can you believe this? The king, if, if the king can't sleep that night, and if they don't bring the book of the memorable deeds, and if Mordecai's actions weren't recorded in the memorable deeds before, and if Haman doesn't happen to be the guy who's in the court to come in and answer the question from the king, what should be done for this guy I want to honor? None of this stuff plays out the way that it needs to for the Jewish people to be preserved and for Christ to come to the earth so that we can be saved by his death and his resurrection. Friend, it should give us great hope that God controls the detail of our lives. Don't resist that teaching. Don't resist that truth. That's a very good thing. We serve a very big God who is intimately involved in every detail, working it for his good and, and for the good of those who are his covenant children, those of us who know Jesus Christ. Check out the link in my podcast from a, a lecture by Dr. Wayne Grudem about the providence of God if you want to explore this idea of God's sovereignty over details in our lives to a greater depth. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. 
First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.